answer what you know about it. It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Chris Stewart, say hello. Hello, everyone. Get up your dang cell phone, Stewie. I'm making notes, dickhead, like every single time. Andre Conoparo's in the building. Hello. I'm making notes every single time. This is every time. Notes on notes every on time. notes. You know a good time to do notes? Mm-hmm. Before the space bar <laughs> gets hit. I mean, I'm... No, whatever. Get out my notes. You got notes on your computer. You get touching it too. I do. I do. I have my laptop here. What's the how difference? are you guys doing this week? I'm great. How are you? Good. I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. Diggle has a nice haircut. Checking in. Dog got a haircut. Going to Coachella tomorrow. Dog looks great. Oh, Coachella. You know, I'm getting some. She looks a third the size. My dog looks so much smaller. She is a big poofy. I mean, a little very poofy dog, and now she's a very yeah. well trimmed dog and looks. Kind of like when a sheep is born. <laughs> like when a sheep, she really does. When a sheep yeah. just comes out of a womb. That's but, kind of what my dog looks like. But with those old soul eyes. Yeah, a wise like puppy. An Italian painting of a Such sheep. Such an old soul. Um, Your but she dog. does now look like how much she weighs when you pick her up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's appropriate. Which is good. She's about eight pound, nine pound bird. It just looks like she has a gigantic dome because all the hair is still there on her head, but the body's shaved. It's fucking me up. Part of my language. About you. I do. I have a great all that hair, hair of yours, boy. Yeah. Uh huh. Lenny, um, my dog Lenny, lost a pound, which is good news because he needs to trim that a little bit. Mm. A little bit of, all, of a low rider. So did I. Coachella diet. Mm. <laughs> did you? Sorry. Go ahead. I, have, I don't know. Um, and so that's just good news since we're talking about dogs. Great. Good job, Lenny. Stewie, any dog anecdotes to get into before we start talking about food? Well, I can't get the vision of Chris Chang eating dog yes. food out of my head. If you guys I got some likes, not, though. I got some good likes. Thanks, guys. If you didn't guys. listen to last week's podcast, be sure to look at... What did you put on Instagram? Where'd you put the oh, Yeah, I put it on Instagram. Okay. Jason's Instagram. Um, Chris's Instagram. Very rare Andre Conoparo appearance on Instagram. Oh, was I on this? Was yeah, I in the video? Your, your disapproving look is amazing. <laughs> I Jason. saw that Jason showed me the video he took, but I think he ended up using yours because you had a better angle and wasn't backlit. Yeah, All yeah, right. but I, I, I gotta watch the. It one. was like I a thirty second video, and I posted the first fifteen seconds, and he posted kind of the second fifteen seconds, so it shows the reaction of me laughing, and then you kind of taking your glasses off your eyes and then rubbing your temple <laughs> like facing like as if you hand. were like in in Vegas and and you yeah. just bet the ponies yeah. and you lost 10 grand mm-hmm. you don't uh, know what to tell the wife it was it was that kind of look yeah. um and honestly I did like gag a little bit like after kind of all oh. the whole thing finished I did I was like there was a little bit of like a little throw hang. up in the back of my, did not my feel mouth good. well f- follow up on eating dog food <laughs> like a Two, yesterday or two days ago, it was like National Dog Day or some dumb thing. So many things. And I was at, I was at, uh, w- with Sam. We, she just got back from <coughs> Europe, and we were at the Americana. She had to pick up a couple things, and we went to the juice place, and they were giving away free dog treats for this stupid dog day. Did you bring pickles? Brought pickles to the yes. Americana. Yes. Nice. And Very there's nice. some. I got some in there actually, where you're sitting on them. But it's a cool. treat. That's only, I think it's rosemary and dehydrated chicken breast, and that's it. Hmm. And it's it says it's human grade, yeah, but it's not meant for human consumption, obviously. And yep. I, I took a bite of it, and Sam took a bite of it, and it was pretty good. It just tasted like right. unsalted chicken jerky. Right? Yeah, because last week I was talking about the McCall's is making dog food, and it just tastes like a bad biscuit. Because yeah, they're using this was like this was by well, we can salt. taste it after yeah. the show. I will, t- I will taste this. On your I was I was very surprised. I'm gonna eat a deli sandwich instead. Maybe I'm, deli going, sandwich. I'm going to Mario's. <coughs> Ooh. Uh, anybody want to get on my train now? Huh? I do. Do we uh-huh. go to Mario? You go hot lamb. I can't decide. Hot lamb is so good. Right, maybe it's almost like lamb. a lamb dip. Well, I had delicious. Wow, beauty the other day. I'm gonna think of it. So I'll have you a birria. Birria. You have a delicious birria yesterday. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of cooks at Burger Lords that work at Taco Spot in uh-huh. Eagle Rock. Yeah, yeah. Have you I ever guess been I'm to Monday. Birria Lords. Yeah, Birria Lords. Birria Lords. That's pretty good. 
Uh, and they, they brought the some domain. family meal back with them. Yeah, and it was oh. fantastic. I love beer, yeah. yeah I've been to Taco Spot in a minute. It's good. A little bit of a sleeper in Eagle Rock. It is a I sleeper. Been, I, I eat a lot of uh, BRCs from there, bean rice and oh, cheese yeah. burritos, and they're gigantic, and they're very with good. With fries inside? No, no, I just keep it like OG. You're a traditionalist. Yeah, you know, it's like BRC at, at what should we call it? Uh, El Pollo Loco. El Pollo Loco. It's a like, burrito that put a little hair on your chest. One of it, yeah. <laughs> For 99 cent. 99 cent. What's up with the uh, Pollo Loco on Sunset that are also like will valet your car for a fee? They're just nice. No, but like... Maybe no. the parking over there is so shitty. That no, that's what I mean. To. Like the parking is so shitty that Pollo Loco is like, all right, we're under the gun. We're not making enough money. We will sell our parking spots for $7 and like... All the time. It's like an open lot slash. Oh, like Pollo anyone can park there. Yeah. Oh, oh. This isn't the Sunset Junction. It's yeah, that's, that's, smart. Smart. that's smart. It is smart. How often do you see a fast food restaurant, though, renting out their parking lot? True. I mean, that is like one of the busiest, hardest to park in intersections of all of L.A. Because all those permits. And, then, uh, and there's tons of people there that have money that they don't and they give a and shit And they have a pretty big bucks. parking lot. They probably have the biggest parking lot in that neighborhood. That is, yeah, it's really big. I mean, there's, the what, like 30 spaces lots. or something like that? Mm-hmm. And there ain't they don't. There's no need for 30 parking spaces at an El Pollo Loco ever. That's so definitely cool. make a little bit of that That's side. That's cool. Two hundred ten dollars minimum a day. Speaking of chains, I've got Allison? notes to ask you. Mm. No, have you been to the um, the new Dunkin' Donuts in your neighborhood? Hell no, I have not. D and D's good. Not where, the donuts. Where, where did it, where this? Have is? we talked about this yet? We did. We talked we did. about it with uh, with Adam. That's right. And he had the story about the bagels. Okay, never mind. So you still have, but that's two weeks ago. You still haven't been. I have no reason to go to Dunkin' Donuts because hazelnut with two creams and a sugar. That's the reason to go, brother. Oh, the coffee, light and sweet. I hate the donuts. Well, I'm, really, I'm bad? not really mm. a big donut or a sweet eater at all. But the fact that it's so close to Proof <clears throat> Bakery. And I'm so yeah. loyal to them. Yeah. No, no, no. But it's and since it's, I drink black coffee, it's like yeah. it's like not well, okay. Black <laughs> black coffee, black coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. It's not tight, but they're so different. It's almost like they're just not the same. I'll try it. It's like you would never want to go to Proof and then be okay with Dunkin' Donuts, but you would never think about a hazelnut with two creams and a sugar and be like, uh, you know what? Actually, I'll go to Proof. They're that separate. It's like, so do you hazelnut, want t- like hazelnut do you want tacos or do you want pho? Mm. It's like that. It's like really? that. Yeah, it's like they're night and day as far as like technically both called coffee, but so not like, too sweet. No, not at all. Just a little bit to take the edge off. It's a weird thing. It's light. I didn't. So, it's light. <laughs> I'm not that hazelnut. It's coffee. light. It's light. not too sweet. And it doesn't. Hawaiian hazelnut or hazelnut? It's like hazelnut. I mean, it's like it's like it's budget like fake hazelnut. It's a weird. It's an acquired thing. But I, because where did a, you acquire this flavor? Yeah, I was just going to say... In your mouth. So my girlfriend of, of many a moon is from Maine, and we would we go there a couple times a year, but she lives in Camden, so we always fly into Boston. It's a three-hour drive. A lot of times we do it early in the morning after a red-eye or late cool. at night to catch a red-eye. So, And there's Dunkin' Donuts everywhere on the stop. We got to get a fucking donut. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much the sentiment every I time. a three-hour pizza of a drive. <laughs> so... So she and she grew up on it as a, like in high school, you know, you get Dunkin' Donuts every day before class. So I started drinking Healthy. it. And That's why everyone's such a fat ass in Boston. Trust really fat ass Bostonians. Do they pump racism in their donuts? They Ooh. definitely do. They definitely get out do. of here. Uh-huh. How many times has a guy been shot at Dunkin' Donuts for just minding his own business? <laughs> Bill Russell's cool. That's about it, huh? But that's New York, sorry. So that's how you got the flavor. That's how I got the. I mean, it's it's really good when you want something that tastes like just cheap donut shop coffee. I'll like, give it a try. It's a good version of donut shop coffee. I just like Seven Elevens. Maybe better how, than Sevies. How would you that's consider that. using that and maybe making an ice cream out of it or something? Yeah, would that be something you're into? A this, I would do that. Mm-hmm. A that coffee. They have a. <laughs> they have like they. Yeah, and, that's like the. It's the flavors there though. French vanilla, hazelnut. It's like all the fake. It's all there. It's all the like. Yeah, it's. But it's probably a step up from like a gas station level. Without a doubt, that's the thing. It's like when you kind of once a in a while step. crave that donut shop or gas station coffee. You just want like that fuck, tall mug of. That's the best version of that to me. Mm-hmm. So when you're hungover. And it's one of those things, too, where their volume is so nuts. I mean, every time I've driven by it, even here in L.A., it's always packed. Sure. Well, then I'm and good. I'm they're, just, they're just like constantly going through the coffee, so it's always fresh. 
Oh, there's that. Well, 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 Double D. Boop. Speaking of coffee, the the, uh, the last episode, our friend Bando Calrissian asked what what what's a what do we think about a coffee run, and we didn't know what that meant. He t- he tweeted back to me and said as a typo he meant coffee rub. Oh, coffee rub. But oh, he, said com- he, he said he did <laughs> very much appreciate the Star Wars tangent though. Well, you know. Um, but yeah, he said like, what do we think about coffee? Based dry rubs. Oh, yes. absolutely! Oh, yeah, with pork, very good for sure. Up, what what roasts and coffee brands possibly would you recommend? For wow. example, on like a beef roast or something like that. Mm. Double roast. That's a good question. What kind of roast for a roast for a bando? Jeez, uh, you know what? I've usually light and sweet, a little hazelnut on there. Yeah, no. definitely no flavored beans whatsoever. <laughs> no flavored beans. But I've never really made my own coffee rubs. I've used a few that I liked, and I can't remember the names. I mean, but um, I would I would say something because of the ratio you want to use off the top of my head. If I was going to try it, I would say an espresso would be your best bet because you want to use less amount, but you want it to be really strong. And really kind of convey a coffee. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if you, you use don't. like a light or a medium roast, you're not going to get ghost a... coffee. What's that? Maybe you want ghost coffee f- flavoring. What's you... ghost coffee? Like a hint of it. Like you want the, oh, yeah, the yeah, background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like it's a strong, mm-hmm. it's a strong. He meant uh, you want to get the coffee flavor with using the least amount of powdered coffee. Yeah. So that's why Espresso probably is going to burn like a son of a gun and all that stuff. It's going to be the most oily, the most kind of strong from that perspective. So I. Without trying it, uh, off the top of my head, I would say espresso makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. I would just say this, the old school thought: if you're going to cook with wine, you, like if people always think to to cheap out on it, but you you're going to taste it. Like you yeah, use you'd want to use better beans. So I mean, to a degree, too. yeah, but I don't think you need you. Know, yeah, I think so. You don't need to wine, too crazy, you know. Don't get the cheapest, but definitely you know yeah. get something that you would not mind drinking, <clears> but you don't have to get the crazy twenty dollars a pound. And whatever. Whatever ratio Base. you're using in your rub, I would not use more than like probably a fourth to a fifth coffee to anything else that's in there. What do you have an example of your dry rub that you have used with coffee? No, I mean again, I have never made one myself, but my normal rub is like smoked paprika, brown sugar, um, a little bit of cayenne, salt, black pepper, garlic powder, onion powder. Mm-hmm. That's like a pretty. So that was that's if like you're making ribs or something like yeah, that. Something like that. Um, and then from there, I, you know, I would add kind of a. If it's all like fifths or sixth amounts, even amounts, mm-hmm. I would you know oh. do the same amount of coffee and start there and then go from there and see. I could be wrong. This is just off the top of my head, but I wonder how extracted coffee would be. Like, you know, grinds have already been, you know, that we've. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a to repurpose it, so too, you're not losing any money. Maybe too mild. Maybe that's okay. I really you mean think like, it's okay. Like using actual liquid coffee as a marinade. No, no the, the, the grinds. grinds that you've used but oh, to brew the coffee with. Well, a like moisture content. I wonder how that would affect it. And B, if you want to, I mean, if, also I think if you want, if you're braising and not grilling, you actually want to use coffee itself. That's what I was thinking. Like, you know, if you're talking about a braising liquid for any kind of meat or dish and you want coffee in it, <clears throat> I mean, I think probably even a cold brew extract would be really good because you would be able to, you would be adding the least amount of acidity from a coffee standpoint. Mm. So if you wanted acid, you can control that a little bit more because yeah. the cold brew is going to be the least acidic and it's also going to be the most concentrated. I mean, to me, that I would. It makes the most sense. Makes the most too. sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, coffee is really nice. I mean, I find it to be uh, probably the most enjoyable on pork. As opposed yeah, to beef. it really is. But um, I, could I would just... say not chicken. I wonder. Maybe. I'm not really a, a fan of coffee, coffee rubs personally. Yeah. No, they can be strong. I like that's the separation of cough and grinds, grindage. I should say. I think that's why I'm saying I, I'm. I, I'm with you. They're usually so over the top. It's like, well, I don't really know why you have to go. Right. Because when you see it. coffee rub on the menu, you expect a hit of coffee. Or otherwise, you're like, what's the point? Kind of thing. Well, I'm if assuming it's, if it's added. If you do it, if it's balanced, then it's good. Well, it's, it's, it's good. like it's kind of like it. You know, it, it's an element of kind of. the smokiness a little bit you've already got a bean that's roasted so you have a hint of that i mean it's a way of kind of doing you know you see it really commonly like on ribs and like pork loins and that's not that bad if it's done well sure but instead of like smoking if you're not using any wood chips or adding any smoke itself it's a way of kind of adding a type of that flavor 
to whatever you're doing. Well, like a red eye gravy, you know, is usually oh, like red, you know. So like, why is, I forgot about red eye gravy. Really red eye gravy is you know? excellent. And that's like, it, if you didn't tell anybody that it was, you know, red eye, you don't really, pop, you don't yeah, really know. good red eye gravy. But it's, it's not like you don't taste the coffee. It just kind of gives it depth. Yeah, mm, I've never yeah. made red eye gravy. I think but it's I've pretty seen simple. It on TV. Yeah, it's, it's very simple. Yeah. yeah, you just like cook meat, or you know, like cook bacon. And then, then like the Ruchies. leftover fat and yeah. and fond in there, throw in a little flour and coffee and just cook it down. Is that what you do? What would be like the tartine <laughs> bread book version of red eye gravy? It's like load your shotgun, kill a pig, butcher the pig, <laughs> oh, God, reduce yeah. the essence, smoke the bacon for four weeks. Travel to Rwanda. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to give you latitude and longitude. So, <laughs> here here like, are the yeah. coordinates where we get our single origin beans. Shout out to tartine. Mm-hmm. Then visit a. Uh, a cast iron forgery where you build your build your pan. Smelt season, a pan. Smelt your own pan. Smelt your own pan. Season for two to three decades, <laughs> and then begin the the pork killing process. Um, we had an, another follow up from last week's episode. They were asking because we were talking about kind of being vegetarian and vegan and stuff like that a little bit. Yeah. Somebody wanted to go into our experiences being vegan. All of us. I we have uh, a delegate. Uh, I wish they were here so I could be like. When <clears throat> I think I did it when it was so when I was so young that I, you know, I was vegan. I think for five years, and the first half I was exceptionally <coughs> unhealthy about it. Yep. And then slowly started to learn about nutrition and how to be a healthy vegetarian or vegan. But I think that's just. I mean, tater tots were like a quadrant <laughs> of my of my food for the first like year and a half of being vegan. Yeah, when tater you're tots, vegan, Boca burgers. as a teenager, you really learn how to make a damn good tater tot. I think I, was, I yeah. became vegan when I was like four, 15, 14, same. somewhere around there. Yeah. We're all in the same boat. So it was like pasta with butter and brewer's yeast, or like, you know, vegan butter and brewer's yeast. Sure. Tater so pasta with vegan butter and brewer's yeast. Yeah, it's Interesting. Like yeah, it's good, super like good. Super that's a, that's like the, the sneaky mac and cheese. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Um, lots of like burritos with french fries or tater tots or just like insane amounts of carbs not paying attention to where protein was coming from at all you know nothing organic it was like you know as a kid sometimes i wasn't allowed to eat health like i wasn't allowed to eat fast food i'd eat health food so once i like got a car or was young enough to like walk from school buy fast food crush fast food right so then vegan you're like oh well i'll just eat vegan things from taco bell which is is equally unhealthy stuff like that and it's like so it was then then transitioning out of that into being like, oh, so now I'm naturally going to health food stores and meeting other people who are vegan and learning, like, this yeah. is not a good diet. Yeah, we yeah. S- we sort of grew up in a very specific time where, like, we were vegan in, like, the late 90s or whatever. Mid-90s, really. Mid-late yeah. 90s, yeah. early 2000s, whatever, where... It, it was a it was a time where nobody really knew how to be vegan a hundred percent. Like there, like or nobody were, our age, unless you're like an old school hippie. Nobody our age. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, there yeah. are old school hippies in like the sixties and seventies, and you have like oh, all that health food and Alice everything. Alice Waters like that. tip. Yeah, but we were the first. Pl- the, we were like the first generation where we could go to a fast food restaurant and somehow figure out how to eat a vegan meal there. Yeah. yeah. Other than just getting like French fries and ketchup. Yeah. That diner in. In Berkeley, that I couldn't remember the name of, I, it hit me. Michael's Diner in Berkeley was mm-hmm. the place that had the crazy vegan fast food. Yeah, yeah so good. We, we were like sort of in the weird place where we had friends who went vegan and gained weight because oh, of super high, normal. Sure. Which, which was like not that Myself uncommon. included, probably. Which is such I, a bizarre I, thought yeah, nowadays. Completely. But yeah, I mean, when you're just straight up like, I'm going to eat. Chips and French fries. K did not stand for kale when I was vegan. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no. I don't even know what kale was back then. No, it just for wasn't real. A thing. Nobody did. There wasn't. So it wasn't just like us vegans. It was just everybody. Yeah. And so everybody just kind of grew up and started eating better. Period. That we knew. If you even if you weren't vegan, it's just like you kind of you you deal with uh, probably when you start dating is when you're like oh shit this is embarrassing like i'm eating like a slob and it's like when you start to eat better <laughs> personally it's like oh you like you have to figure out yeah. how to court a woman you have, kind you have of. to sort of learn how to eat like an adult i remember like the, even like the first time i had a avocado i was such a picky eater growing up it was like texture was a big thing like avocados and beans and so um 
I'm going to Taco Loco for the first time in, in Laguna, which was like a hardcore yeah, Taco Loco's, vegan I mean, that's spot. Like, that's legit. And it that's was just, good, healthy food, depending a, on how you want to get it, yeah, right? Get, for the most part. It's and not like Taco Bell. It's healthy like a Mexican nice food. Ass. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and having their guacamole, and that was like the, that was the first time I ever enjoyed avocado. One of the first times I probably ever like succumbed to eating It was the first avocado. time you got wet. When a boy became like, a man. man. And it's just, from, yeah, it's just from there, and it's like, oh, it's like a, it's a gateway drug, the avocado. I also, Could you know, it. like, I did this in Santa Cruz. Because of a woman, by the way. So it's, <laughs> but it's even more embarrassing, like, the the abundance of healthy, good, delicious tasting vegetarian food that exists in Santa yeah, Cruz. Same as us. And I still couldn't put that shit together same from the beginning, us. being like, oh. Well, I, I also feel like growing up as a as a teen vegan, it really helps. It helped me learn how to cook because oh, yeah. it's very Big much time. like, you know, to have to increase your creativity levels it oftentimes helps to restrict yourself and just like here's here's what you have to make you know instead of like here's a blank canvas and every paintbrush in the world make make a painting it's just like you have five legos do something and then you could you know you could finish it and and get it going so we you know we learned how to make things taste good to us out of vegan ingredients just by because we had to because we didn't want to just eat french fries and wheat thins every yeah. single day you know there was no cool vegan hummus cheesy spread dip and there was no right. tempeh bacon veganese yeah. grilled cheeses yeah. I mean, there, it, it, yeah. a little bit but like you couldn't just go to a restaurant and get like a very satisfying to a 14 year old vegan meal it's true and you it, had to sort of figure it out and i'm sure there's people listening to this that maybe grew up in God, I don't know, like Rochester. And it's like, you babies. Like, I'm sure we know, like, he's, you know, you're from, we're all from pretty healthy zones and sure. great places to be, really convenient places to be vegan and vegetarian. So I can only imagine what it's like yeah, yeah. in a small town. Meridian, and you're Mississippi. Like a, yeah, and you're a punk kid and you're reading all these fanzines and you're realizing that your favorite bands are, you know, advocating, you know, animal rights. And you're just like, what the hell am I going to do? And then you're going to get, like, beat up. You know, yeah. like or something. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, like mm-hmm. you, you, like for real. And and we just, I don't know, it was just. Normal. This is your story. If you're listening, please tweet us. Yeah, it's just <laughs> I feel for you. That's a bummer. I mean, I'm sure we we had a lot of vegan friends from like North Carolina and stuff like that. I'm sure they had to deal with yeah some gnarly stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, there there's every every little sleepy town has their health food store that you go to. Yeah. But just dealing with like your family and your parents and exactly. the society, like. We had a hard time growing up in Orange County telling our parents and family members and aunts and uncles, like, oh, we're vegan. We don't eat any animal products. Yeah, and they're Virginia just like, cousins. what in the world does that mean? What the yeah. hell are you talking about? But, like, just imagine growing up in North Carolina where, like, just the level of that boy ain't right. Mm-hmm. I mean, at you. you stick to any anywhere in the, in the country. If you're at least in, like, a college town, you you're can good. survive. Yeah, yeah, and that's what. But that's if you're our, in the if you're in the woods with a Z, yeah, towns of like you know fifteen hundred people, I mean, that's sh- where you're just like you're strong. Yeah, I if, mean, you're, sh- if you live in a, a fishing village in Alaska, it's gonna be hard. And you're an Earth Crisis fan, it ain't gonna be. <laughs> it ain't gonna be your day. I mean, we're even being Junger. dramatic Junger. If you're in this own in California. I mean, that much further inland. Like even if you grew up in Downey, it's that much harder. Like yeah. just like not even that sure. much further away. We're like Petaluma, one of these like cities off the gold, the grapevines. Like it's but gonna... now you got the interwebs. Too. Now you got I mean, the we had to, like we we had like oh Jesus Christ, I sound so fucking old. Never mind. Let's skip this conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, being no, being like, vegan before the internet. Ooh, harder. Like you had to be. You like... had to buy vegan vittles and read that front to back. Mm-hmm. You know, like you had, there was like a, the Moosewood Cookbook. There was like a few like famous cookbooks that you could have. Native Foods Cookbook was Native really good. Native Foods for sure. But now you could Google probably like how to make the most delicious vegan blend, Anything. and it just like it just pops up. Or you would you would which have, is the truth for any cooking. So it's not just true. vegan. And cooking, you would but. hear secondhand from a friend who would say there's a vegan uh, Thai restaurant yeah. in in somewhere in the valley. Yeah. And you would like read about it in the back of a zine or something uh-huh. like that, and they'll totally. say you got to go to this place. And then you look, you know, you get your mom's phone book and and try to find it and call Thomas them. Thomas guide like, it. Are you guys a vegan restaurant? Okay, great. Oh, you're an hour and a half away. 
All right, we're getting we're getting in the we'll car in an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah, and gas was cheaper then too, which is something I always think. Like, why did I travel so much? Let alone travel these restaurants. It's like gas was so not even a part of your for the listeners. I'm budget. 57 years 57. old, <laughs> so everybody yeah. listening knows. But I guess that's another it's part huge, of going yeah. back to limiting yourself can can make things easier for you. Yeah. Like when you know it 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 it, it suddenly be, make, becomes. Din- getting dinner is like the most exciting thing yeah. of the week. Like the we're cool gonna shore. all get in the car and drive seventy miles to go to this vegan restaurant, and we're gonna eat vegan food and not this like French fries dipped in refried beans that we've been eating every single day. And then suddenly, that's like the coolest part of your week. I yeah. also I, I yeah, lucked it was out awesome because I couldn't have had an easier experience living in Santa Cruz. Both my parents at one point in their lives were vegetarian. They weren't when I went vegan, but they were just like, sure, why not? My right. dad would be a little annoyed because he'd be like, oh, I just want to, like, he had so many things that he could cook well, he kind of wanted to make me, like, mm-hmm. food. Like, we, I mean, still to this day, it's what dad, my dad and I do is we cook for each other. Eat some of this meatloaf, boy. It wasn't even like, it wasn't, it was just more like he, you know, he kind of would have to either make two meals or limit some of what he could make, like, mm, with me yeah. and Maggie now. But both of them were, couldn't have been more supportive, and like, so I, I could not have had an easier road doing it, too. So, I mean, bizarrely, that. Shout it, out to mom and dad. It was. That had a similar but bizarrely inverse. I was not vegetarian. It was my brother first, Jason first, them jeans, and then Case two twenty two, our mother. Them jeans on Instagram. Yeah, our mama <laughs> second, and then so it's just like our grandma and, and I left, and it was like I started to feel like a jerk making my mom, you know, make food that she wasn't going to be able to eat herself. So I decided to be vegetarian. Yep, just, just a, out of like bordering on convenience, and not then because of. Victory Records, but because not of really. Mom. A lot of it was a pretty big Snapcase fan. I feel I like. was a big Snapcase fan, but I, really a lot of it was just like oh, I just feel like I've just this is like an asshole, you know. What yeah. and so is Graham's vegetarian? No, no, but she's totally down. She'll eat all sorts. Grandma of not vegetarian, but she, also she ain't too proud. And when did Grandma move in? She's been there. It was her house. She's been there. So, no, no. So, you, so she was in this mix too when you guys were going vegetarian. No, oh, yeah, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's been in the mix from the giddy up. Period. Yeah, luckily she was always down for vegetarian stuff because yeah. she was never like a huge eater, anyways. Nah, right? she's, like, a, she's super, she's super petite and doesn't eat any, hardly any food, so had no problem eating vegetarian lasagna versus a meat lasagna or whatever. Yeah. To this day, yeah. Which is good. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened when we were <laughs> vegan, and great, great way to grow up. It was. It Learned is. a lot. In adversity, you find strength. It's nice to have your foundation in, in healthy foods. Actually, full. Oh, that's the thing. That's, that was the small tangent I was going to go on is that, but you kind of, for the most part, everybody I knew and everybody I think you knew started to gravitate towards healthy food just because you'd be exposed to it, right? So it's like you start off, like you said, eating French fries and burritos, and then someone's like, oh, this this fucking, this hippie restaurant has like a, this tofu cutlet with like mushroom gravy and rice. It's really good. And you eat that and it tastes good and you feel better yeah. than when you ate Bless like you. taco or like um, Del Taco yeah. three meals in a row. You're like, oh, I actually feel better. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah. start to try more things and you go back to that deli or you go to, back to Mother's and you find things that taste good and also mm-hmm. don't make you feel like shit. And it's kind of like, it's not maybe that doesn't happen to 100 percent of the people, but it's a natural progression of like, oh, this makes sense. This is why people are vegan, not just yeah. you know for fashion or for animal rights. It's like this mm-hmm. is also this can be very healthy yeah, and it's enjoyable and too. Yeah, so which is big and also mentally, sort of you're eating a lot more guilt free. Like yeah. if I go to a vegan restaurant and get like a giant vegan veggie salad full of all these fixings and everything stuff myself until i'm full i i, I feel all right like yes. I, I don't feel like oh god i just killed myself with food i ate way too much i feel gross i have to go to the gym tomorrow this sucks like i just filled up on like shredded beets right and stuff like that so like i'm i'm very full i'm very satisfied but i know that tomorrow like my body's not gonna be hating me maybe i won't go exactly like when you this. eat a chego Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Not like oh, me. No, am I still going to go to Mario's after this? Oh, oh, what are they going to do? What are you going to do? Go to Mario's. Mario's isn't that bad. Just just ask them, like, this is Jason's move, is to ask for no bread in the middle. No, you have to, yeah. No middle bread. Mm-mm. No middle bread, baby. Just clouds it all. No middle bread. Mm-hmm. And don't get chips. Get a nice little antipasti salad or something like that. But I like ideas. <laughs> chips are you good. should get, um, their soups are really good. They have a minestrone and a pasta fajoule. 
Oh, really? And the Paz Pajul is so good. And then you can keep half your sandwich for tomorrow or later. And it's like, it kind of breaks up how much because you can take a whole mario's down if you're not paying attention you can uh, you can but it's bad i mean if, if they're so delicious i'll finish one and then regret it but if 100%. you do if you do sandwich cup soup you're satisfied feeling good after the half sandwich you got the rest for later and you're like wait a minute at 10 30 like i have a sandwich. at 1 30 in the morning you're like no, I'm oh eat. the mario's is in the fridge no. i'm gonna eat this on the toilet oh <laughs> christ Bathroom sandwich. I was mostly thinking like after Kobe's Mother, last could game you happens. run a bath? I remembered I have a cold, soggy sandwich in the fridge. Yeah, are you gonna are you gonna dual box cold. basketball yeah, tonight? At home, we're recording games this, to watch. There's there's so many games. Today is Kobe's last stand. Meh. And didn't it's the Warriors' chance to clinch the all-time winning record for regular season? Yeah, that's gonna. Ha- they're both gonna happen. Our friend Alex Happ is at that game right now. Good for him. We're going tonight. Oh, dope. Got some tickets. I don't think it's gonna be much of a game. No, it's not going to be nice I think either. I'm going to be watching some Kobe maybe at Crawford's tonight. Oh, uh, you are, aren't you? Any interest? <laughs> a piece of shit. I'm going to my house. <laughs> I've asked you to go to Crawford's like seven times, and you're like, no, nah, I can't do it. I can't well, do it. And the one time you go, it's like four hours before you're going. You're like, you want to do Crawford's? Going tonight. Made a huge plan. <laughs> Didn't involve you. Four we just, hours. It happened. It God just because we because I'm not going. Because Dan wanted to watch the game. Yeah. Um, we got to go out to like Koreatown-ish later on. And I was like, where can we watch the game? Was it 6.30 start? 7.30. 7.30 start? 730. Yeah, let me, because I'm going to be coming back for the airport with Bob. Maybe we'll meet you over We're there. just making plans on this podcast right now. Home, we're, we're getting a little peek behind the curtain of what really goes on in the life of This us. happens all the time, usually we're, in a group I'm picking version. up friend of the pod, Bob Zamudio, and friend of the pop-up, who's Yay. coming back from a month-long trip to... Um, Germany oh, and right. was like was the photographer for his friend's vegan punk band mm. who this is their last tour and he was like hey I'll come over and photograph for the for the month so I think we should have Mon and he can tell us tell all some about his wild journey being vegan in Germany <laughs> the schnitzel life sleeping in vans and hot like he's doing the thing where it's like where are we staying tonight like I don't know somebody at the show will probably let us sleep on the floor kind of thing mm-hmm this some, is a man some people who love that. He loves I know. That. No, I think it like breaks. So he up. probably ate a lot of stroopwafels and I, not a lot of schnitzels. He said one of the last days he was there, he wanted to cook like as a thank you. Not I mean thank you. It was like he was doing stuff for them, but he wanted to make him a big Mexican feast, and it, it took him like half the day of going all over whatever town he was in Germany just to find like a couple chilies and like an onion. Like he was having, a, <laughs> it was, he was struggling trying to put this thing together. But he said it was pretty tight. That seems like a real challenging challenge they should they should do that on top chef like all right we're gonna drop you in dusseldorf <laughs> i need you to make an authentic oaxacan meal for us like, but he also said we have three weeks the one benefit was the last time that these guys were in the u.s they each brought back like three jumbo sized bottles of tapatio so he didn't have to source any hot sauce mm. oh wow which reminded me of of things we were blessed with and it is like when people come over from other countries they will they will do things it's like Whole suitcase full of tapatio, mm-hmm. or whatever other thing you can imagine. Like, Dang. cracks me up. Yeah, some. And na- here we can get it at Chevron. Yes, and it costs thirty nine cents a bottle. <laughs> you can just deal it in to go packages. Yeah, some for places tapatio is so cheap it doesn't make like it seems like the cost of it's of like producing the glass bottle and label and plastic cap is ninety eight percent is is less than how much they're selling this for. There's no water. I feel like there's no water you can buy cheaper than you can buy the large size Tapatio. Yeah. You look at it, you're like, I can't buy water this cheap. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And it's in class. See, that's what happens when you deal in volume. <laughs> volume in, as they say, south of the border. How much involvement do you think the Sinaloa mm-hmm. cartel has in the manufacturing of Tapatio? Do you think ta- the Tapatio game is infected by the cartels? Can we find someone? To br- can we find an expert to talk about? Do you think one day we'll see the head of the Tapatio man on a stake <laughs> above, a, above a freeway? <laughs> look, I mean, there has to... Look, I don't know actually where it's manufactured, so maybe there's some manufacturing in the U.S., Probably. Like, I would imagine if there's industry anywhere in cartel land, they I'm sure out a taste they make of it. tapatio in California. Um, but so, yeah. Anyways, that's our Sinaloa cartel mm-hmm. tapatio segment we're doing every week. Now. Tapatio hot sauce is made in the city of Vernon, California. There oh you go. no! Right. About seven miles away from that's where ominous. I live. That's 
it's still going to taste as good, but be like 5% less tight when I stare at it now. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we, we, have some, we have some more listener questions oh. that came in today. Hey, All guys. Right. I think there's one that Andre might like. What do we think the best food moment in a movie is? Ooh, Big Night. You say big night. This no, I'm just. I'm keen. We did the big he night. Su- joke he suggested before. the uh, the popcorn on. Oh, uh, diner. No, let me look this up. On uh, what's the movie where they have the '80s movie where they like build a robot girlfriend? Weird oh, science. Oh yeah, weird science. I thought you meant like the hoo hoo and the popcorn and diner. No, no. Mm-hmm. Where he tricks the girlfriend at the movie to touch his thing thing. Touch his thing thing? Touch his thing thing. That, uh, that, that movie was in Bachelor Party, too, the, where the, there's the, the stripper with his, his schlong in between a hot dog bun. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 the, and they're like, the lady. Bachelor Party's tight. The that's a young Tom Hanks in that's Bachelor young Party. Yeah, a, there's mine. That's my choice. Oh, this is a great question. I mean, oh, God, there's so many. I mean, there's the, uh, the, the pie eating contest puking scene. Absolutely. That's a classic one. All of Wonka when you were a kid That's was true. like, this yeah. is the greatest thing that could ever exist. Can mm-hmm. I do this? All of Wonka. I used to like the, the Pee Wee's Big Adventure breakfast machine. Yeah, sure. big time. That was, that, was a good, that was a good one. And mm-hmm. also, speaking of hot sauce, wasn't there like a, a Dumb and Dumber scene where there's like hot sauce? Oh, yeah, sure. it gets in his eye. When they start the fight, and it's like they're back in the car. You actually don't see it, but they're back in the car. And it's when Seabass kicks his ass at the diner. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I don't know why to jump in and help him. He's like, you know, so they wouldn't think I was with him. It's like, yeah, but did you have to put hot sauce in his eye? Jeez. <laughs> Does Sioux City Sarsaparilla count as a shout-out? Sure, sure. Oh, I remember realizing so when that's good. a real thing, and you get a Sioux City, and like, oh, my God, this is really the best Sarsaparilla I've ever had. It's got great graphics. I feel like Andre's so got a good cute. one coming up. Yeah. Yeah, you guys keep talking. I'm just like, I'm going over so many. I just watched Mystic Pizza. It's great. Last night. So cute. Two nights ago. And it's a great movie. I think I had a crush on one of those Mystic Pizza All of them. girls. Like young Julia Roberts is a Yeah, Young Julia Roberts. Yeah, Young fox. Julia Roberts was a fox. Such a fox. But there's another one. There's like her, like the older sister one whose mom worked on a fish farm and she like drove a moped scooter or something like that i feel like i had a crush on her when i was a youngster um, oh wow i don't know she's like one of them the older sister's dating uh, or is like engaged to a guy who's working on like a filipino fishing boat yeah vincent nafrio yeah vincent not super young vincent, vincent nafrio yeah he's young vinny d young vinny d um but what was great about that was you got the moment of the throwback to what it was like for food critics, because so, so there's like, oh, there's like some scene. there's some like the name is like reason. the country gourmet, and he just does food reviews on like the nightly news in like this town and mm-hmm. and they're in Massachusetts or something. So he comes to visit and he's snooty and of course like they spill something on him. Yeah. This is at the end, mm-hmm. and then. And the Mystic Pizza, the, the place called Mystic Pizza, and then they have a Mystic Pizza that's like, she won't give out the recipe to anybody, and people can't figure out what it is, and it's so good. So he reviews it on his show, and it's so 80s, where he's like sitting in front of a table, it's like like old beta video quality broadcast, mm-hmm. and he starts reviewing, he's just like, I'm not a man who likes pizza with its sauce and its <laughs> cheese. I find it to be very lowbrow. <laughs> but the Mystic Pizza in so and so Massachusetts, <laughs> and he gives this great review, and then it blows up. Yeah, but I was like, that was that was a way you learn about food in so the eighties. Pretty cool. It was like some shitty show on public access or nightly, like the local news or something, where some asshole is just like <laughs> shitting on every local like cuisine that we now celebrate in L.A. It stinks. Is just like if it doesn't have caviar foam, I'm not eating it. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, I, I like and, then, and there's always a scene where he like picks up the slice of pizza or whatever the food is and like eats it with a frown on his face and takes a bite and then his eyes are like yeah. yeah and he takes another bite and then just devours it well this one was this one was like he takes a bite and nothing changes on his face and then he scribbles some notes and then like puts it down and goes up to pay and they're like, yeah. like a to go box. He's like, I won't be needing that. Yeah. And like, oh damn, he hated it. They're so salty. I yeah. remember when I watched that, I was like, because the whole the whole thing, the whole reason why that pizza is so good is because of their sauce. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And I was like, yeah. what? What? Could, it made me wonder, like, how do you make a mystic sauce? Like, what is something that you do to this sauce? Like, how can pizza sauce 
be improved upon. Like it's already, right. you know, in theory reached perfection. Depending on who you ask, like you get the best tomatoes. Yeah. You know, it's it's very simple. You know, salt, pepper, garlic, whatever. You know, whatever it is. Maybe it's not. Huh? And then you're like, what is like the one mystery ingredient or or something to make pizza sauce mystic? That kind of changes everything. Well, from like the '80s, I mean, like the, I think the classic thing would be like some like the secret ingredient is like store bought. They'll be like the secret ingredient um, is Chef Boyardee sauce. Yeah. What? Yeah, or that like, makes sense. You know, like Ragu. it'll always be, or yeah, it'll be like, oh, I use this. That's oh, my! I had a girlfriend in um in college <laughs> who worked. I think I a little bit of a humble story. brag, but go ahead. I told this story <laughs> thing before, but I always think of this. She worked at like a fine dining place in Berkeley, and they were like super famous for their lasagna that they only served one night a week, and it was Costco lasagna. <laughs> Sick. And then they put a little sauce over the top, and people would be like, "Oh yeah, this ah, oh, this is so good." I wish it was she Friday. Was so and she she was so she felt so guilty. I would too, because she knew exactly what was happening in the back. Just straight up like vegetarian Costco that, tray lasagna. So is that one day that we basically like the when the head chef takes a day off? I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess anyone. Could I mean, I have, do that. I have a feeling that like a lot of things were days to be taken off at that restaurant. Uh, the food that. very good, not that bad. It's a solid za, not that bad. Solid slice of za. I'm trying to think, and then TV shows. Oh god, like to, I've been watching The Sopranos. Oh, uh, Sopranos great. It's just well, we, so much food. We used to make Sopranos dinners. Yeah. Back mm-hmm. in the old place, we'd make Z, we'd make big ZD or something, yeah. or chicken parm. Mm-hmm. Those were fun. That was before we even lived together. This is my old place. Yeah, that was, in, that was the Echo Park house. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was when you would have a Sunday night HBO rock block, it Soprano, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Entourage. Oh, yep. Oof, see you later, Sunday. Was Ali G in there too? And Probably. Yeah. 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 No, that was tight. No matter, that was the 95, 96 bulls of HBO. Yeah, no, uh, mm-hmm. Where eight, there was no HBO Go or Torrents. This shit don't get realer than this. Um, this is a good question. We have another question. Oh, I don't want. Okay, I'm gonna think about it a little yeah, bit more as we move on. I, I want to come back to it. It's a big one. Mm. Um, a listener at Uner Y O O N E R had a few questions. Oh. First comment. Um, Listening to Chris Chang on last week's episode made him both happy and sad that he's on, not on the show anymore. Yeah, he's a funny man. Bittersweet, that Chang. Yeah, yeah. You take the good with the bad. Bring him back. He's an unbridled horse. Yeah, we'll bring him back. He's an unbridled horse. Mm-hmm. He's a Korean Clydesdale, true and true. <laughs> yeah. um, he, he asked us what our thoughts on meal prep are in, in terms of, you know, if you have a nine to five job. Mm. Oh, you God. know, every yeah, Sunday night you make like your big, your lunch for the week. You know, like a oh, big, pr- oh, a big pot of something, saying. or yeah, yeah. you know, whatever that, whatever that might be. What kind of tips we had? Uh, you can get yourself a pressure cooker. No, what's that called? Slow cooker. Slow cooker. That's great because they could actually. You can, I think you can set those on a timer. Yep. And it's ready when you get home, and also you know, make a big old stew and. You can just keep that up the day. Room. And then now they have the so the this... Wi-Fi, whatchamacallit, like the jewels, like the yeah. the emergency circulators, the sous-vide. Yeah, that's not that so much it. meal prep, though. It's yeah, well, more, well, maybe more like reticent. ideas of like... Do you think he meant like big meal to eat over the week kind of thing? Yeah. I, I think maybe just like some ideas and tips for like, you know, you, you want to eat right and eat healthy at your job every week. You don't want to have to go to like a restaurant and eat some I, shitty food. I think the most but, versatile thing you can do for your week on a Sunday or one of the, one of the most flexible things is to roast a chicken. That's true. You've got roast chicken for the dinner. Then you've got anything from breast meat for sandwiches. Um, you can use it in pastas. Mm-hmm. You can put it like in a healthy pasta, like a brown rice pasta. Bring that. I mean, you can... Do so much, and then once that's done, you can make stock the next weekend for a soup. And I mean, like, that's one of those things where there's a thousand dishes you can do with the roast chicken for that whole week. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of lasagna, I like I like maybe making like a veggie lasagna, and, keeps and that's up. that's one food that arguably improves over time. Yeah, it really is. It's definitely sturdy. better the next day. Maybe you know, quite just as good three, four days later. And yeah, and if you don't finish it, freezes super well. Re- freezes and reheats super well. Mm-hmm. And then it's simple thing like I just like making when you make quinoa for one meal. And it's like oh, I'll make 
extra that way you always have it on deck or just so you know you at least you have like a base that you can like simply quickly saute some veggies or so, you know mm-hmm. and put that on top of it and it'll also, like force you to like want to like not waste the quinoa that you've made so you yeah you having know. having the stuff cooked ahead on of time deck. makes you a lot more inclined to eat it instead yeah. of like oh i have to go wash it and rinse yeah. it and blah, like blah, beans blah. and rice even just having and it also on, on that note good. um whatever veggies you buy on sunday blanch them all ahead of time so they're already cooked so you can throw them in stuff and 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 have them prepared very quickly instead of them just sitting raw in your fridge rotten yeah any kind of big grain dish is great i mean usually when i get back from the farmer's market on sunday i make lentils and same dish i just don't get tired of it but i make like a lentil herb salad that can be warm or cold and it's just cooked lentils mixed with um, it's like a half cup of oil, quarter cup of sherry vinegar, shallot, tablespoon of Dijon mayonnaise, and then any chopped herbs that you have. Yeah. From I mean, I do it because it's like the farmer's market herbs are so cheap. Mm-hmm. So I'll put in thyme, I'll put in rosemary, I'll put in tarragon, I'll put in parsley, I'll put in mint. Mm-hmm. Like all of that chopped and just poured over lentils will sit in my fridge. And I'll probably eat it once a day yeah. throughout the entire week. Um, just munch that all week. Snackins. So and, and, big, and as time goes on, those lentils will soak up those flavors. Yeah, I mean, any kind of big grain dish you can make, um, you know, like turkey patties. Like, you can cook five at a time and have them in the fridge. Mm-hmm. They always like, that's like a quick little thing of protein that mm-hmm. it doesn't really kind of get that old. It's fine. No. You know, it's like you can always just have a little bit of that on top of salad or mm-hmm. rice or Maybe grains. doing a bulk hard-boiled egg yeah. or um, Definitely. or even just getting a dozen eggs. And you know you can cook those like in the oven even, instead of boiling them. Yeah, I like to make a big frittata sometimes. I, if, I, if, I, if I have a, especially with my with my left with yeah, my, do. I do all the time with with my no, leftover no, no. veg and things. I think yeah, frittata is, a, is you like do a fridge cleaning. Yeah, frittata is a like a pejorative almost to me in some ways, and I love them and eat them and make them. But I, I, don't you think frittata is one of those words that doesn't like? You're not like. Ugh. No, not at all. Fritata? Yeah. No. Like, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm it's with like you. The word, it's like the word moist for women to me. It's just like, just a word I hate. Fritata? Yeah, no. I don't know. There's no rhyme or reason to I it. I like that about you. But that's not a dig at you. No. I'm saying like make the exact no, no, same dish. Care. I just don't like the word. No, there's nothing to it. I don't know what it. it is. I've never liked that word. Fritata. Can I say it like that? Does it make it better? <laughs> let's, call it, let's, let's call it a quiche and move on with our yeah. lives. Yeah. Oh, fuck, a quiche is too heavy. It's a cast iron vegetable skillet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I looked up a couple other interesting ideas for it. Mm-hmm. Um, say you go and get like some chicken, like some <clears throat> some raw chicken meat. Instead of just like preparing it one way, get like three Ziploc bags, cut up the chicken into into like little cubes or something like that, and then do different marinades. Like maybe do three different marinades. So yeah. you're going to be eating chicken all week long, like whatever it is over rice or in a yep. sandwich or something like that. But yeah. You do like an Italian marinade one, you do a Mexican one, you do an Asian one. Jerk. So you just have like a big Ziploc bag full of chicken that's soaking up all these flavors and whatever whatever day it is, you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm feeling more Chinese, I'm feeling more. Yep. Whatever it is, and then you can get that going. So you're like sort of idea. you're, you're getting easy. your good protein, but you're 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 getting your options. I feel like that's the problem, like, oh I made a big thing of soup and I'm just, you know, Thursday comes around you're like, I'm eating the same goddamn bowl of soup and I'm yeah, so over think, it now. You know, that's kind of the key. It's like, for me, there's certain things I usually don't get tired of unless I really kind of exhaust myself. Like, chili, yeah. split pea soup. There's a there's a kind of a Thai fish stew I make that same. like Saturday or Sunday and I can, I can have six bowls of that thing over the course of the week, mm. here, there, lunch, dinner. Like, so there's different, like the roast chicken idea is that you can put that into dishes that don't recognize each other at all and have that cooked and have it there. It also can take with you like cold or on the go. But also just finding those big those big soup bowl, those big stock pot recipes, dishes that you just don't get tired of. Is, I mean, that's the one. Mm-hmm. You'll find your go-to. You know? Find your stock pot. Um... He also had one more question at Uner. How uh, hey, how to spruce up a whole roast chicken? Um, he said engagement chicken is so boring to him. What is what is boring? Engagement chicken. Have you heard of engagement chicken? No, never heard the term. Is that the Indian? No, it's just 
it's like it's basically like a I don't I think the story it's like make a make a chicken that you serve when you're going to in, make a proposal to right. be engaged. So he's taking this like your classic your classic roast trust chicken. Yes, I think So my I, advice to him couldn't have been worse. I mean I think I think the the engagement <laughs> ring I, I look up a recipe on Epicurious and it's just uh chicken, lemon slices and lemon juice salt pepper and rosemary sage thyme and parsley so it's like a very straightforward it's a great chicken which is that's great. hard no but that's hard for somebody who doesn't like that um i mean it, it's it's definitely not bad but it's also no. just like a it's a standard good way to do it so maybe a different a different way to spruce up a whole roast chicken that you might enjoy well I mean, that's a pretty... I mean, I guess that is boring. I mean, getting outside of flavor profiles technique of cooking, um, you could do the kind of thing where um, to make a like the really crisp skin chicken, like crackling chicken, roast chicken, where, mm-hmm. you know, basically you're brining it, you're drying it, letting it sit uncovered in the fridge for a couple of days to really dry out. You want to poke poke a few holes in the breast and a few holes in the thigh and then put it over a rack. So that will drain while it's sitting inside the fridge, which, you know, moisture is the enemy of crisp skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you want to add, cake it with salt. And I think, I have to look at the recipe again, I think it's a little bit of baking soda mm-hmm. mixed with salt. Um, and then when you do that, you drain that, you know, the, a lot of the fat deposits will drain out and you roast that at a high heat, like you would a normal chicken. And you really do. I mean, the chicken stops being crisp, you know, after you put it back in the fridge, but when that thing comes out, it's like, it's almost like a lacquered duck skin. It's so, so crispy. I mean, that's not a flavor profile thing, but you know, you can get into what technique that will mm-hmm. change kind of the, the taste and texture of, of what you're doing with the chicken. If you, if we're supposed to be holding to the idea of roasting a chicken just inside, yeah. you know, like that's not a lot of latitudes. I would, I would say maybe try a, maybe a coffee um, rub. Ah, <laughs> uh, do it. I'd say maybe try an adobo marinade yep. on the roast chicken. It could oh, be a good sure. one. You just said it, but I think one of the, the most underused marinades that is so easy is jerk. jerk. Jamaican jerk is mm-hmm. just insane. It's so good. Steaks. Poultry very easily do an entire roast chicken. With Great of a rice. Yeah, hit the jerk when you're when you're doing like yeah like obviously like Sunday night best time for that chicken. So maybe when you come home from work Friday night, get that chicken, wash it, rinse it out, and let it dry in that uh, in that fridge the whole weekend. Pull it out, you know, Friday morning, you know Friday Friday at lunch. Pull it out, let it come up to room temp. Don't be worried about about any uh, weird. Ebola stuff, E. coli stuff, or yeah. Ebola. Mm-mm, don't Maybe. want that. Make sure it's fully room temp when you throw it in the oven, and you're going to have a, a delightful treat. I mean, you can do, I mean, if you want to get into still keeping the oven, um, you can spatchcock a chicken, which is not as hard as breaking down a whole bird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty easy. So you can flatten it out, and then, you know, when you're using like, if you wanted to use mole or something or kind of a wet, almost braising liquid, something, you paint that thing in it. And when it sits flat like that, it's not going to drain off the bird and just kind of go down and sit in the bottom of the pan. It actually is going to kind of simmer in it more. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you I, can start doing that. I don't know if that's a step more than he wants to do. but So uh, to spatchcock a chicken, Google it, but all you're doing is cutting out the backbone and flipping it over and cutting out the keel bone on the front of the chicken, and that's it. Very easy. And save that backbone because it's delicious. Roast it off. You can nibble off that thing or use it for stocks. Or save for stock. Another thing that I've seen that some people do is they'll get like a really big slice of country bread and use that as the base to put the chicken on top when you're roasting it. And that piece of bread will slowly soak up all the chicken juices and fats and then toast in the oven 
So you get basically the the greatest piece of toast you've ever eaten. So oh, is it so is it the chicken on a rack dripping onto the toast, or is it literally okay. sitting on the toast? I think you can maybe do either. I feel like it wouldn't the toast wouldn't yeah it wouldn't get crisp on the top if the chicken was just on yeah, you it. You want separation. Well, that piece of toast is that's in a the really oven good, for an idea, hour. Though, that's like, a good idea though. Good idea though. Huge ciabatta loaf, like a giant piece, especially yeah, one that's, that's like tight. on its way out and you didn't know what to do with it. I've like, never it was heard a little that. too hard to, I like to that work with. And I also like getting like your roasting pan. And just chopping up coarsely put, like two big ass onions. I know yeah. where this is going. And just have those have the chicken just sitting on those onions Woo. and every you know, every fifteen minutes get in there, the chicken juices and fat will mix in with the onions, stir them around. Yeah, potatoes, you gotta put potatoes in there. Maybe slice a couple Meyer lemons, just put them yeah. Yeah, it's really put nice. them face down, just let them sit. Some in whole there rosemary around. sprigs and everything like that and then Carrots you know, when you yeah. when you do stuff like that, like the potatoes you roast with it or the onions you roast with it are you know, arguably better than the chicken itself. And oh any, yeah, any root vegetables, turnips, parsnips, yeah, whatever's in season, anything that it all works. Just have fun. and then uh, just a spoonful of caviar on top, and it's yep. it's it and actually tastes half some fat. Del Scorcho, Fagua. and you're all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Antoine, A N T W A A N asks, "What are your favorite homemade breakfasts?" I'm not a breakfast guy. I think for me lately, I've been doing a scrambled egg pouch, where my, not unlike your frittata, I will frittata. I will take whatever veggies are in the fridge. I, I made one for um, my girlfriend this morning. I got like three or four asparagus spears, diced them up into like a very small, maybe like quarter inch, half inch pieces. Some garlic, some and then like sauteed it with some olive oil, garlic, red chili flakes, and then put in some like baby kale leaves as well. So you just kind of have like a really quick, cooked, really flavorful, garlicky, healthy green. Cook that in the pan and then empty that out into like a little dish or a bowl on the side, and then couple couple eggs scrambled in the pan. We can use butter or olive oil, kind of medium high heat. Put them in there. With the uh, rubber spatula, stir them around for like a minute, or I mean, not a minute, maybe five seconds, and then once once it's fully coated the bottom of the the pan, you sort of scooch in the edges of the egg, so it 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 kind of takes up, it goes from like taking up the, a whole twelve inch pan to maybe like five six inches in in diameter. Basically, the flat bottom of the pan and not the walls. Right. So it's just on the flat bottom of the pan, and you sort of create a little reservoir well in the middle of kind of like the the egg that's still watery so like the sides and the bottom are a whole solid cooked egg and the inside middle is still kind of runny and then you can leave that however runny you want it to be you could sprinkle a little feta on top of there or something like that and then once once it's finally solidified slide it off and then put whatever your the veggies back on top of that so you kind of it's kind of like a little open-faced omelet or something like that mm-hmm. but it's i i think the the eggs cook much better when you don't have stuff mixed in with less them. water yeah there's there's, there's a lot of everything going on but i i found that if what eggs should always be cooked on their own and not mixed in with other stuff like when you're making an omelet i just don't like when you make an omelet that's yeah I agree. No, I mean, I'm super lazy and not a huge breakfast guy, but I'll, I almost do the exact same thing with the exception of the the extra egg step, but just taking literally whatever's in the fridge from dinner, whatever vegetables are cooked, um, you know, like broccolini, we have all the, we have at least like twice a week because it's Maggie's favorite. So any veg, chop that up. If there's a little bit of cheese, grate some cheese on it and then just pour a really well well whipped egg with um i always use like a little bit of half and half in the egg and just like pour it on top and it's like basically just let it cook and then flip it and that's it and like don't i'm a little lazier about it cook it and flip it jason's bullshitting he just makes smoothies and coffee every day it's true yeah that is true he makes that that's like what he made today that's like a treat but if you talk about jason stewart daily driver which is pretty much like a chris stewart daily driver except i usually have to wake up and go to work so it's usually whatever's at the coffee shop like a croissant and a coffee, but yeah, we're like coffee smoothie guys. Like that's, I eat. That's our go-to. I mean, I'm sure Dre, Andre's like yeah, the yeah. Same boat. I, if but. more often than not, I make a smoothie and a cup of coffee. Yeah, but I almost always want to eat anything but breakfast at breakfast, and it's just like I don't really leftovers. 
Like, if I have to be pushed to it, like, waffles are great, you know, sometimes. But for the most part, I just want, like, oh, what did I make last night? Thai food. I'm going to have Thai food for breakfast. It sounds mm-hmm. great. It's fine. It's, I always just, like... Batman. Yeah, same one. Coffee smoothie, eggs on toast. Coffee That's smoothie. It. Scramby eggs on toast is usually my go-to. Yeah. Okay. Simple. Keep it super simple. Whatever veggies, well, lastly, same thing. guys, we're going to wrap it up on the rest to go. And we're... We got to do our favorite thingy of the wiki wiki. That's why I said lastly. Stewie started <laughs> off then. Hot shot. Of the best thing right, that right. we ate all week. Well, I did, I did something that I haven't done in a long time, which is get dinner at one restaurant and then get dessert at another restaurant. Whoa, it's been so long. That's like my favorite thing because it's great. You're full off dinner, but you don't want the night to end. So you go for a little... Ideally, they're a walk away, and I happened to be in downtown, and they were. Had dinner at Bodmosh, and it was fantastic. Indian really? spot on 2nd and Main. Could not recommend it anymore. Really? They have a, a great butter chicken. They're, I'm curious uh, about that place. Their uh, chana masala is excellent. It's just like really clean Indian food. You feel really good afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's just, can, they're, they're super nice people. They come to the Burglars often. Mm. They, you know, so big shouts. I highly recommend Bodmosh. Very, very good. But we walked over to Ludlow, and I've heard great things about the pastry chef at Ludlow. Because mm-hmm. um, it was dead in there. So... And I look at the yeah, menu, I like and, I, and I realize why. It's really expensive. Yeah. yeah. They have an amazing vegetable uh, crudite there. Oh. Excellent. Well, the thing about Ludlow is that they have, if you go up from 10 to midnight every night, and they never close early, they have this late-night menu where things are like a fraction of the price. Like they have like some lemon parpadelli that was 17 or 19 bucks, and then on the late-night menu, it was 9 bucks. And I asked nice. the bartender, I was like, oh, is it a little smaller? I was like, yeah, it's smaller, but like, it's like nothing. It's still like, it's like a crazy good deal. It's like, let me guess at 10, you get a lot of people that come in. He's like, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we were one of dessert, and I saw it, they have, it's not quite, I mean, eh, it's, a, it's a clever take on a German chocolate cake, and it's insane. So yeah. it's, picture cake, cake. that frosted, chocolate bunk cake where there's the fro- like icing on the outside and it's almost like it was dipped like something you get at the grocery store that was pre-packed delicious mm-hmm. and then on the bottom that's where they had the German chocolate and my girlfriend had never had German chocolate cake before so it was a good treat for her that's mm-hmm. her first one so you've got the the almond kind of amaretto-y mix and the pecans and it's excellent and then the perfectly moist chocolate cake and then there's an espresso mousse and a scratch vanilla ice cream, and it was I got I could not recommend this anymore. It was unbelievably really? good. It, it was so moist and so simple. It's just chocolate on chocolate. The just a little bit of ice cream, like a tiny, like the tiniest little scoop of vanilla, and the mousse, a little bit of crunch on the side, like some sort of dehydrated brownie bit, just for texture. Mm. It is bananas. It was amazing. crunch. Amazing. Interesting. Yeah, I like crunch. Okay, okay. Best thing you ate all week. Mm. Smack them with it. This was debatable, but certainly the thing I enjoyed the most, and probably was my favorite. So favorite thing, most enjoyable, and was very good too. Um, at uh, El Chavito, which is the, <coughs> the sidebar to El Chavo uh, in Silver Lake, they have a special. It's the happy hour ten dollar special, where you get a beer. Three oysters and what they're calling a bandera, which is a you get three small cups. One's a shot of tequila, one's straight lime juice, and one sangrita, which is kind of like a bloody, like a spiced Mexican bloody mary mix. And all three oysters were fantastic, well shocked. They had like mignette dressed on each of them, mm-hmm. uh, and then so and it was a tecate with lime on top and salted, mm-hmm. which is pressed by, which like is that. tight. And then the Bandera shot was just so nice. Like a little, because you could have a little sip after each oyster, well dressed the mignette. You could have a sip of the Sangrita or lime or tequila afterwards. It was kind of like that's an maybe amazing deal. One of the Such best happy hour things I've ever had in my life. It's yeah. bueno. It's muy bueno. Oh, so go good happy grazie, grazie, grazie. Mm-mm. Well, my, uh, my best thing I ate all week is a dark one. Ooh. It's a callback to we were talking about Costco earlier. I had my first bite of a Costco chicken bake. Oh, that's right. I was here for that. Man, Costco chicken bake. Stewie does not know what it is. Andre, can you explain what this is? My girlfriend loves them, and I had never had one before, and I live very close to a Costco. Is that a Filipino thing at all? Just wondering if it's, Just, a, tra- it's a, a Filipino thing. tradition that I didn't know about. Uh, it's fucking good. <laughs> it is really good. Um, it's a baked pastry uh, rectangle. 
that's filled with chicken. It's kind of like a hot pocket. Yeah, and a cream sauce that I think is like a mix of Caesar and kind of mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. What? It's like a really elevated, well, not really elevated, but like so an elevated like, hot pocket, big, yeah. well-cooked. And so I think it's just chicken, bacon, and the cream sauce, right? Like and cheese. And cheese, and cheese. Yeah, right. so it's like it's chicken, bacon, the... chickeny, bacony, cheesy, like ranchy, Caesary dressing, and then they, I think they put like cheese on top of the outside of it so that then crispy, oh, car- crisps like up on top. crispy cheese on I top. had that too. <laughs> Jonelle brought that over, right? Yeah, that's right. God, that's really good, you guys. You really, yeah, I, I could have made more. Costco. And I think they're yeah. like $5. Yeah. Oh, they're way It's like less the size of your fist. They're way less than that. The food at Costco is so cheap. It's like five bucks. Is it five bucks? Mm-hmm. I think the brisket sandwich is like five bucks. Dang. Mm-hmm. We had that followed by uh, delicious tomato pie. Barbecue chicken oh, pizza. Oh, I money for that tomato pie. Yeah, yeah you can go to, God, there's a website good. called foodbeast.com, and they had, did a report. It's called An Intimate Look at the Costco Food Court. Beast. And they have... Uh, food beast. The Costco Food Court is is interesting. There's a lot going on there. Corn Look dogs. at this. Chicken bake price, two ninety nine. Whoa. Really? Okay, that's wrong. My bad. Well, give it a shot if you are a piece of shit and you hate yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's not guilt-free food. We're a bargain mm. shopper. Or if you're just drunk during Costco hours. Yeah, that too. Which is even darker. Yeah. Normal, though. Yeah. Um, regs. The, stu- the regs, baby. Stu- <laughs> done this week. Good job, fellas. Thank you. We've got to get on with our lives. I'm going to Coachella. Next week's really episode, I'll give you a, a Yeah, it's like the third time you've said that. Coachella f- uh, recap episode. I prepped a lot of mushrooms for Coachella. Yesterday, yeah, I think I, I I baked off twelve sheet trays of mushrooms yesterday. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, a lot of mushrooms. Dang. Inside Burger Lords, or were you like inside Burger Lords? Yeah, looking and forward to eating all of maybe twenty two quarts of barley. Ooh, is that for the mushroom burger? I mean, that's yeah, for the, the burger. Yeah, burger? Those, yeah, it's all for the burger. This veggie burger, so tight. Yeah, it's very good. It's a good veggie burger. Ugh, anyway. Sweet. Well, if you're in Coachella this weekend, go get some Burger Lord's burgers from those boys. And there's a bunch of other friends of ours who are selling food there. There's a crazy amount of good food Free range. Coachella. Oh, God, I can't even think. There's like 300 and vendors. Boy, excellent. Yeah. Little yeah. bros. Free yeah. range. Endless. Endless. Is Helen Ray's open yet? Helen Ray's is open April 27th. Such told you. a tease. Such a tease. All right, Ugh. guys. TheStewPodcast.com is our website. All the episodes live there. Go on iTunes. Give us a nice rating interview and help us climb those iTunes shorts. Follow me on social media at them jeans. Stewie is at Stewie Stewart. Yeah. Andre Conopar has no social media because that's how cool he is. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our moms and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.